This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I'm going to do something a little odd for just a moment. Um, today. This is not our normal way of doing this, but I really want your attention. Uh, If you would, just uh, can we go back to the worship setting uh, on our lights uh, this this morning for just just a minute, the house lights anyways, and and, because I want your, I want all your attention for just 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 a minute. Uh, I really feel a, a leadership of the Holy Spirit to just grab this moment. And hold it right here in our hands because God's wanting to do something. When I, when I lifted my hands behind my dear brother, uh, I felt uh, something uh, in the Holy Spirit earlier. And God began to stir in my heart uh, uh, about, uh, we're trying to close out this series on Kiss the Wave. And, and, and what I wanted to bring you the message on today is, do you want to? Do you, do you want to get well? Do you want God to change your life? But I think sometimes we have to understand that that waves will hit us when we least expect them. I had a wave of something that felt very pointed into my life this this uh, a few days ago, and, and it really sent me kind of spinning for a moment and, and robbed me uh, of my sleep, and I ended up in my prayer closet at about 4 a.m. in the morning. And and, and I want you to know, uh, literally with, as the, the waves of that was was crashing against me, I made a conscious decision to align myself with the word of Christ. And the moment, I'm telling you the exact moment that I made that decision, it shifted something inside of me. Something inside of me, literally, it was like God went boom and took something off of me. You see, we all are going to be fighting uh, uh, the waves that are unexpected. But too many times in our lives, we create gravitational pulls that bring the same problems to us over and over again. We create these moments, and, 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 and I want you to be very focused on what I'm about to talk to you about, because we wonder why we always have to go through these things, and it seems that there's one right after the other, there's, there's one struggle after another, there's one, one battle, there's one financial crisis after another, there's one health issue right after another, there's one betrayal right after another, and it seems like we can never outlive these things because we end up in a gravitational pull And it's causing the tide of those waves to crash against us. Now, here's where I wanted to get you for just a moment. I want to take you back into this sanctuary just a few years ago. Just a few years ago, after the start of our service, family came to Christine and I and said, we need to talk to you. Tears streaming down their face. And as their tears were streaming down their face, they said, we need to tell you what God has done here this morning. We need to tell you what God has done. And I said, well, tell me what God's done. I had no clue what was about to happen. I just know they were very broken. They had obviously been hit by a wave they didn't plan on that day. And this is how the conversation went. They said to me, 
And to Christina, they said, when we came into worship today, we were ready to worship. But as we entered in ready to worship, we noticed, and the person, you listen to what I'm about to say, the person who killed our child walked into the room. I want you to think about, let that, let the gravity of that moment sink into you for just a moment. That the person whose irresponsibility, their blatant regard and disrespect for life had caused the death of their child had joined them that Sunday morning in God's house. And I'm like, show me where they are. <laughs> Tell me who it is. And then they told me who it was, and my heart broke with them. But then they said these words that have left me changed. They said, we had to make the decision if we were going to leave or not. But instead, we stayed and we worshiped. How many of you understand that sometimes you're going to walk into situations that you don't know they're coming? And waves of life are going to knock you down and you don't even know that that wave is coming and it's going to take your breath away and it's going to take your feet out from under you and it's going to hurt deep. And it's going to cut you to the core of who you are. And at that moment, you will be faced with a decision. Will I... Allow this wave to destroy me. And this is where we've been. Or will I live out Isaiah 26 and 4 that tells me these great truths that I must trust in the Lord? That I must trust in who He is. I wanted to put that up on the screen for you today. To trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the rock of ages. That God is the one that when life knocks you down, you must make up your minds. Will I let this take me out or will I cause it to allow me to be attuned into the fact that life could take me out, but it will never take out my God. It will never take out the rock that is higher than I am and I will plant my life on him. So as I watched them do that morning, there was a phrase that came to my life through an article last October. And now it's become a number one selling book, I understand. And people shared this with me, but it's a, it's a phrase that Spurgeon said when he was being knocked down by waves of depression. He said, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Now here's what you have to understand. In that moment, I'll just take you back further in time. Christine and I are 18-year-old kids, hurting kids. 
Our family had went through some radical changes, and as our family went through these radical changes, we were no longer welcome at the church we had grown up in. We would show up at churches, and because God had already been using me to travel and speak, the pastors would, 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 would not want me there because they were afraid that maybe I would be the one speaking and taking their church or whatever, and they would literally meet us at the door and say, we don't want you here. People would literally spit in our direction in stores. And finally, one morning, we said, we're going to church. And we stepped into a little church in Cumming, Georgia. And I just wanted to worship. I'm an 18-year-old child. And I just wanted to feel God. And in the middle of that service, a man stands up and says to the preacher, I have something to say. He ascended to the pulpit of that little tiny building and it seemed like it went on forever and he assaulted she and I verbally in that church. That was a wave that I never saw coming. I remember her whispering to me, let's go. Let's leave. And I said back to her, we will sit here for we have come to God's house. At the end of that service, not the pastor, but the leaders of that church met me and said, never come back to this church. I preached in that church in years to come. Can I tell you what happened in that moment? Something shifted inside of us. It changed us. And I don't know why God arrested this service the way he did this morning, but somebody needs to get, I can preach to you all of these things, but I must tell you I've had to live these things along with you. Something shifted within six months, six months of what was done to us. Everything that had been said about us had come true in the life of the person who made the statements. And they were strung out on drugs and headed toward hell as fast as they could go. And my family went and found them and threw our arms around them. Because when we were hit by the wave, we made a decision. We're going to be okay. We threw our arms around them. Can I tell you the ultimate end of that story? It's not over yet. The ultimate end of that story is that God touched that man, delivered that man, and he ended up serving as one of our pastors in one of our campuses for the glory of God. Why? Because the wave will either destroy you or the wave will make you. It will either take you out or it will make you. There are pastors serving in our campuses today that maybe there were moments of pain, there were struggles that they went through in their lives and we helped him in the middle of their waves and we've watched what God is doing. One of them called me this week with a horrible situation they're facing. They have been crushed by a wave. I don't care if you're a pastor. I don't care if this is your first time to God's house. I don't care what level of, of ministry you've been in, what level of maturity you're in. Life will send waves to everyone. We must all make up our mind when the 
waves hit, what are we going to do with the waves? We will throw our arms around the rock that is higher than we are. And do you know what I've seen? I've seen God take the family who stood in this building and worship and bless them and them declare that God has blessed us more than we've ever dreamed possible. I watched from courtrooms to jailhouses to rehabs to all kinds of places people be taken out by waves. Have you ever walked into a prison and told someone their daughter is dead? I have watched the wave of that crash against someone's life. But I have come to tell you today that even in the darkest moments of our lives, why did I have these lights brought down? Because I don't want you trying to figure out who I'm talking about and where they are in the room and you trying to decide who this message is for. If you're trying to decide who this message is for, then you've missed the whole point because we all face storms. We all face waves. We all go through life's troubles. We all end up. What you need to do is realize that what happens when you get knocked down by a wave is that you are, you receive a trauma and traumas form scar tissue. Now listen to what I'm about to tell you. Traumas form scar tissue. And if you don't deal with scar tissue, it will become, listen to me, it will become, it doesn't form the same as our normal uh, fibers of our body. It creates different patterns. And what it will do is you will lose your functionability in that area. You will lose your agility in that area. And you will feel, I busted this knee one time and it's never been the same. Why? Because because the scar tissue formed and has limited its ability. The life that life is trying to knock you down and it's trying to form scar tissues over your ability to worship, over your ability to minister, over your ability to pray, over your ability to walk in healthy relationships. But can I tell you what you must do with scar tissue? Any good physical therapist will tell you you have to release the scar tissue. You have to, how do you release the scar tissue? You have to massage it out, work it out. Stretch it out. And can I tell you where that's going to happen? That's when you plant your feet and say, I'm going to serve God no matter what I've been through. I'm going to honor God. I'm going to love God. And you get along with God until he lifts it off of you and everything changes. Because if you don't take time to release that, it becomes a weak link. And it leaves you open to re-injury. Now listen to me. This is important. You're going to have to understand that what that does is it actually subconsciously affects you in ways that you could have never imagined. Listen, this is important. Your body will create a defense mechanism that's actually a scar tissue. <laughs> I had this as a practical example from yesterday. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Charlie had a tooth that was about to come out. And the whole ride to Tacoa yesterday, he's wiggling that thing. And finally, I know when he's got a good hold on that thing. And you know what I did? Being, being the kind, I just, I waited till he didn't, wasn't watching. He had the whole no pop and hit him in the hand. And it almost came out. 
He said, no, I can't get it to go back right. <laughs> and so, can I, do you know what he did after that? Every time my finger moved, he flinched. <laughs> I said, what are you doing? He said, I don't trust you. <laughs> I said, you don't trust me. <laughs> The reality was they took a patient who had short-term memory loss. The famous uh, Russian doctor did this. Every five minutes, they would reintroduce themselves to you. Uh, come, come here. Continue. Every five minutes. Hi, you're... Tim. Nice to meet you. Hi, you're... Tim. Nice to meet you. Hi, you're... Tim. All right, everybody know who this is? Tim, right, okay. All right, watch this. Every five minutes, they would reintroduce themselves. Always with a handshake. Always with a handshake. So the doctor thought, I'm going to see how their memory really is. And so in one of those meetings, in between handshakes, he slipped a pen into his fingers. And they reached, and she reached for his hand, and she pricked back and recalled in pain. And she said these words, Ow, that hurt. But guess what? Five minutes later, she didn't remember it hurt. But when she went to introduce herself, she never extended her hand again. She was dealing with a deep-rooted now lack of trust because of a past pain she couldn't even remember. Can I tell you, I could stand up here and say, well, this person did this, or I was hurt this way. But the reality is we're all hurting people. And the person who hurt me had been hurt. Many of their own wounds inflicted by themselves, but they had been hurt. We're all hurting people. And the only hope we have is to ask Jesus, to heal who we are. And what we're going to have to do is show him that we're willing, watch this, to deal with who we really are. It's sort of like when you pray this prayer of forgiveness. Oh God, forgive me for everything I did today. And I talked to you about this Wednesday night, but then on the inside, you realize you need to sit down and list out what you've done. You see, shallow forgiveness will produce shallow results. But when there's a there's something inside of you that you haven't dealt with, whatever you don't confess, you repress. And that's why Scripture says, confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed. When Jesus in John chapter 5 walks up to a man who's been laying there for 38 years sick, here's what he says. He says to him, he says, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be well. You see, for 38 years, that pain had become his identity. And as that pain had become his identity, it was limiting his mobility. It was limiting his interactions. It was limiting so much. And Jesus said, do you really want to get well? You see, and he said, well, nobody will help me over there. No one was ever healed in that water. So no one was ever healed in that water. So he was believing a lie that was keeping him accepting an identity that wasn't his. And Jesus says to him, do you want to get well? 
Now, you need to listen to what I'm about to say to you. This is important. If you don't want to get well, Jesus can't heal you. If you don't want to move forward and get well, then he'll let you stay right where you are. You see, the pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of change. And you've got to make up your mind. What do I want God to do for me? So today I share this with you. Not knowing why the Holy Spirit just overwhelmed me while I was standing there. But I thought, how dare I bring you a message about holding on to the rock without sharing some principles of some lives from people who've had to hold on to the rock. But if you're cursing the wave, you'll never get well. But if you're praising the rock, you'll lift off the effects of the wave. The year is 2002. Steve Jobs is hosting the annual conference on development. And so they have all gathered and they're holding the conference on development. He has rolled out on the stage a coffin. He rolls it to the center of the stage, opens the coffin, and puts iOS number nine inside the coffin and closes the lid. He assumes a position and begins to declare a eulogy over iOS number nine. He says, iOS number nine brought us to where we are. It was a revolutionary product in its time. But today we mark the ending of its use. He says, from this moment forward, everything we do from this moment forward will be on iOS number 10. From this moment forward. There will be no return because this is over. This is what I'm about to tell you. This is important. IOS. OS stands for operating system. The operating system that they had been operating under was over. Now we're moving on to a new operating system. If you've been operating under an operating system that causes waves Listen, this is what it'll attract the wrong kind of people to you. It'll attract the wrong kind of relationships. It'll bring the wrong kind of marriages. It'll bring the wrong, all these things. It'll bring it all into your life. You'll end up with pain and struggles and problems because you got this gravitational pull because of the wrong operating system. Jesus says, let me change your operating system. Let me take your pain and let me heal you. Do you know what would have happened if the man there, if his friends had tried to heal him? They might have comforted him. They might have made him feel better. They might have told him how wonderful he is, but they couldn't heal him. I can't heal you. I can't fix you. But I know a God who can. I know a God who can. He can change your life completely. And everything will be new. Every head is going to bow.
Every eye closed, they're going to bring the lights back up so I can see around this room at this time. God's speaking to people today. The message I had written seems to me like it may have been better than the message I just brought. But that doesn't really matter. Because the message that is brought is what God impressed me during worship to bring. You've been operating under a system that's left you operating beyond your full capacity. No one else controls that system. You control that system. You are the one who determines if you're going to operate under that system or not. Just how it works. God wants to deliver you. God wants to set you free. God wants to heal you. Now with every head bowed, nobody looking around. I've got a lot of people looking at me, but I want everybody praying right now. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I've been operating under some wrong systems. Some pains and some scars and some struggles have limited who God's called me to be. And I want to be well. Can I see your hand if that's you? Literally hands going up all over this place. Wow. I want to be well. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, why would you arrest a moment like this? Because he's seeking the one. And he leaves the 99 when necessary to go after the one. As Pastor Danny so brilliantly said it, the one that's facing destruction. The one that's about to go into the fire that needs the rock that will protect them through the storm. If you're here today, you'd say, Pastor Don, not only have I been operating on the wrong operating system, I've never actually asked Jesus to become my Lord and Savior. This is not a, I'm not sure, this is, this is, I want to know. I want to know that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I'm about to pray for all of these. I didn't embarrass them. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I want to know. This is your moment. This is your time. Living God. Right now, if you would say today is the day you want to make up your mind that you're not going to live under your old way of living, but you want to give your life completely to Jesus Christ as your Savior, either for the first time or as a point of rededication. I want to see your hand right where you are. Would you hold it up high? Just hold it up. Thank you. Thank you. Looking around the room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. God's changing lives in this place. Thank you. Maybe you're online. Just let Pastor Trey know that right there. That's you. You're changing operating systems right now. Wait, is there anyone else in this room? This is the moment God's touching your heart. He's speaking to your soul. All right, I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that literally hands have gone up across this room for both of these requests today. You're faithful, and you're just, and you're good. And right now, according to your will and according to your purposes and according to your plan, good things are going to happen in their lives as they have surrendered and said, change my operating system. 
Lord, the, the bondages of yesterday are going to be broken. The, the bitterness of yesterday is going to be broken off of them. The pains of yesterday, the scar tissues, the things that have limited them. Lord, just like this couple said, we kept worshiping no matter what. Lord, that is how we kiss the wave. Help us to learn the same. Help us, oh God. Help us, Father, to honor you and to please you. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now. Thank you.